Haere atu rā, enei kupu whakamiha, enei kupu whakamānoa, kia koutou kato, huri āmeo i te mutu. Ririana amati here, hei hō haere mō mihi, kia koutou, ko waihape mai rā, ki tā tātou kaupapa, ko mihi ngā rangi ahau. Māku koutou e arahi, ki roto i ngā kaupapa o te wā, i te pai o Party People. Welcome to Party People, funded through the Public Interest Journalism Fund. Um, it's Wednesday, the 20th of April, and Aotearoa is now one week into the orange traffic light setting. Joining me today in the uh, Amber Globe are the noble savages of New Zealand commentary, Shane Thipo and Tau Henari Tēnā Kōrua. Has life changed much for you in the orange? No, not really. Um, I, mean, I, mean it, uh, I was orange anyway, um, you know, and that's how I treated it. Um, and, a lot, and I think a lot of people did treat it like an orange when they were red. And when it went into orange, yada, 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 people were just normal. Yeah. And so I, so I, think, I think New Zealand is normal now. You still wearing masks? Yeah, I am actually. Um, I, I hop out of my truck and then go back to my truck to put my mask on when I go to the dairy yep. um, countdown. I mean, I don't go anywhere other than to the dairy and countdown. Golf. Maybe golf. golf. Yes. And you've just come back from yeah. the Waipo number. Yeah. How, how are they treating it? Oh, no. Everyone was very compliant. The airline still, of course, masks, uh, people wearing masks. I think people were happy to be out and about. And I went to Queenstown, Tahuna. And, you did a bit of tourism? I uh, did a little bit of tourism. It infuriates me when you go on a historical tour and there's nothing about, about the hapu or the iwi, which uh. I think misses not only from a sort of an ideological sort of perspective, misses the boat, mm. uh, pardon the pun, but I reckon, and I, I, I like going overseas, I like... One of the reasons I like going overseas is to learning the, the you know all of all of that country's history, and I think we um, we ought to do more than more of that. You feel like that our tourists might be getting robbed of the of I think the they deeper are. story. I think they are, and you know, Queenstown is beautiful, but uh, those that have travelled there, are lots of beautiful places. But yeah. what is unique about Aotearoa New Zealand is our culture and our indigenous history. So Te Tai Tokirau, um, famous for the beaches, as we know, but not doing so well in the vaccination rates. Uh, in fact, five to 11-year-old tamariki are the lowest vaccinated group in Aotearoa, so just two-thirds are yet to get the vaccination, and just 5% have uh, two doses. What do you think's behind this rate? I, I think the north. north the north is, uh, is a hotbed of of uh, protest, of uh, anti-government, doesn't matter who who the government is. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, they're very uh, they're very staunch in their own skins, um, and and woe betide anybody who walks in there and tells them what to do. Mm. They just don't like it. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering where's the where the forty mil um, that Māori uh, got to to uh, vaccinate people went. Yeah, well, five million of it was spent uh, by the DHB in in misinformation campaigns, and um, we both we all know Pat Newman, who's the chair of the Taitokiro Principals Association. He says, you know, even though schools want to get vaccinators, and they're kind of saying no, they're not going to because with the vaccinators comes really angry parents. It's yeah. it's a bit of a difficult yeah. one to manage. It, it, it is difficult, and. Um, Often what is the case um, in areas where you have that sort of issue, well, it's the local hawara, or in, in Auckland, it'll be uh, Whareuatea or 
or Waipareira Trust, and, I, and particularly in Whangarei, they don't really have those entities. Mm. And also where you've got settlements, you've got um, strong sort of social infrastructures that funded through those settlements, I think there's, there's that issue. Uh, and to talk about Toa's right, there is a deep mistrust, for good reason often, of par fundamentally what are Pākehā institutions. Do you think if they had a Waipareira Trust or a Whānau Ora like they do here that they'd have um, more cut through? They, you know, nearly every other um, uh, uh, area in the north has got a haora mm. being run by uh, uh, hapu and iwi. Uh, uh, here's the thing: when you, when you, when it's not compulsory, yeah. um, that that means you can say no, and a whole lot of people in the north have said no, and and that's that's the north. Mm. We got to, we just got to live with it. You can't force people. To, to take the jab. I mean, uh, look, I know um, a, a personal experience that, that uh, uh, a whole group of, uh, so let's say, 30 people, one or two say no. And that's that's life. You've got to get on with it. Yeah. So let's stay on Tamariki. Minister Davis has announced the new chair of Oranga Tamariki's advisory board, and it is, drumroll, Ta Mark Solomon. Um, so you might remember, following a series of damning reports, the minister announced a review, a shake-up of OT, um, and that they brought on Ta Wiri Gardner uh, last year, and he, he, he was going to... Um, raise cultural competency inside the organisation and develop those partnerships with iwi that you know weren't really progressing. The internal report was released this year, beginning of this year, and found a series of failures. But rather than the independent Māori um, Tamariki authority that people had wanted, uh, Minister Davies established the Oranga Tamariki Board. What are, thoughts about um, Ta Mark Solomon? Will he give it a good go? Oh no, he's a good he's a good pair of hands. I mean, look at look at where where Ngaitahu is. Um, so I don't, I don't think you can, um, you can diss on him in terms of uh, where he's led uh, the iwi. Um, this is different though. Um, and, and I worry about what, what we are getting. What are we getting? Are we getting an organisation that is uh, going to have a little bit of a tutu around the edges and nothing transformational about Oranga Tamariki? Because I thought it was. I thought it was supposed to be. Um, and I'm, I'm worried that it's not going to be. Your thoughts? Because, you know, we yeah. were promised a reform, that we're going to reform Oranga Tamariki. Well, the signs are positive. I, 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 I do, certainly do trust um, uh, uh, to Mark Solomon's um, strong, uh, strong yet stable hand. The signs are promising. Um, uplifts are down. That's, that's a fact. Mm. There have been some good contracts signed with, for instance, my own iwi with Tuhui, where basically... In our rohe, we have responsibility for, for Māori kids. It's not uh, tamariki or, or um, you know, we, we have that responsibility. So I think there are some, some positive signs. And let's just remember, there's only one CEO, there's only one chair. Uh, there's not a Pākehā equivalent when it comes to Oranga Tamariki. So, yeah, we're on the, we're on the right road. But Do you the, think the framework's right, though? Do you think the framework's right, having an advisory board that sits... You know, outside of the yeah, organisation. Yeah, I think. Yeah, in twenty twenty two, I'm always concerned about advisory boards. But here's because here's the thing: a eh? advice you can take it or, or or you don't. And I think that that Calvin is driving it as hard as he can. But what happens if he's no longer the minister? Mm. So what you got to have? You got to have constructs that live beyond. That is a really good time. point. Um, if you were going to give some magic powers to that authority yeah. uh, advisory board, what would you give them? Oh, that uh, yeah, that's uh, gee, thanks. Thanks for the question. 
Um, I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm honestly not sure. Do you do you take take their ability away uh, from uh, uplifting children? Because at the end of the day, children are its focus. Yes. Um, so you know the protection uh, and the and the health of of children are the num is the number one priority. I mean, look, there are so many reports uh, right back from uh, 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 Rangiho to now. Mm. Um, surely, to goodness, there's there's an answer in all of those reports since Rangiho's. Mm. Um, we had, we're just going to move now to the police minister. She's been under fire this week by the opposition. They're calling for her to stand down after a series of ram raids and allegations around gang numbers and, and now a new police shooting means there's a lot on her, on her plate. What's your take? Well, again, look at, look at a few facts. Crime in Aotearoa New Zealand by and large has been, st been stagnant. It hasn't risen, hasn't gone down. So I, I, but I can see when there's high profile issues like the ram raids and shootings, you know, the connections with the 501s, that the opposition uh, makes um, a meal of it. I don't think that the minister herself has been as agile on her feet and has been and has been able to answer some of the criticism that a seasoned politicians should be able to do. I think she's like been in parliament like ten years plus now. Yeah, and I think that just from a purely performance perspective, uh, the prime minister will be worried and maybe looking at others in the cabinet table. What does a prime minister do when one of your ministers is under fire like this? Well, with the police portfolio, it's a huge and a very very difficult gig. Uh, to get your to get your hands around, um, you've got to you've got to look as though you know what 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 you're talking about. You've got to look as though you're strong. Uh, you look at you got to look as though you're on the side of the police officer. Um, all of those things, and I don't think Puto has been. And, it, and it's not because she's weak or anything. It's just that she just hasn't had the the, the game time. Let's not forget uh, the the former ministers of police. Uh, uh, Judith Collins, for example. Yeah, Paula Crusher, Judith Collins, Stuart Nash. Stuart Nash. They all had uh, a bit of a, uh, a hands-on approach this time. And, and I feel sorry for it because you can't blame any of any of the crime that is going on on the Minister of Police. I, I realise that, but so, you know, if you, if you need all of those things to be the police minister, yeah. why would they pick her? I'm not sure why they picked her, um, and I and I'm pretty sure that there there are better options than her in the cabinet. And I, I I'm I'm still aghast that Stuart Nash is not the minister of police. He was a he, he was a good uh, set of hands on a very very hard portfolio. This is not one of your kumbaya sort of you know uh, violin portfolios. This is this is real people's lives in the dairies that are being broken into, yep. people being shot by the police, you know, all of those sorts of things. Mm. And so you need a person who is well-grounded. And, and, and let's remember a lot of this crime is committed in working-class areas, high right. Māori uh, density, high Pacifica density. So, you know, they'll be, they'll be, get, they'll be getting tired of that. And um, Can you yeah. change, do, do you check, would a Prime Minister change a police minister mid-cycle? Oh, I think what she might do is that she might use it as an excuse quickly after the... Um, after the budget to have a have a reasonably decent wholesale change of five or six MPs because it's, it's time it's time to do the shuffle and this is the, this is the time for yep. a government to actually start looking at uh, 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 succession programs 
who's in, who's out, how far out, you know, are we looking at two years, three years, four years? Mm. Do you think the police portfolio is going to be one that's going to I think be I, focal with the, with the opposition calling for um, be tougher on gangs? And yeah, I, and, and Mark, um, uh, Mark, sorry, Mitchell, Mitchell from, um, you know, he's actually very good and opposition MP and from that perspective because mm. he understands the police. And when he says, when I've been talking to people on the front line, uh, in terms of police officers, that really resonates with a, with a whole bunch of New Zealanders. Yeah. Um, we have had a police shooting over the weekend. Uh, it makes 50 since 1990. Uh, so in a decade between 2009 and 20, 2019, 16 people were killed by police. 50% of those were Māori. 40% were from Taranaki. Um, they were all investigated by the Police Complaints Authority and they all uh, were deemed justified. I guess, do we have the right framework, do you think, in terms of police investigating themselves? On the incident that happened uh, uh, on the weekend, I want to say this. I am aghast that uh, the media, uh, and, it, and, it's, and it's been a full-on media, police media communications since that poor guy got shot. Um, it's had his story. It's had how bad he yeah. was, how this, that, and the other thing. So let me let me just say that I'm appalled at the the behaviour, like as if they're putting him on trial in the first two or three days. You should learn to be quiet, shut up, and don't say anything. Mm. Um, my my view is we will that, steer clear of, of that yeah, uh, yeah, case yeah, because yeah. it's under investigation. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But your thoughts? But, uh, uh, and I and I wish the the other media um, had of uh, uh, taken that advice. Mm. The, here's the thing on uh, an independent uh, complaints authority. I think it should be independent. I think it sh you should have your own budget. I think you should have your own investigators, whether they be lawyers, former police officers, whatever. But it needs to be at arm's length, even at a body's length, uh, from the police themselves. And it hasn't been. Mm. And, you know, th there are so many things that are wrong with the system that we have. And remember, it's right? called the Independent yeah. Police Authority, yeah. so it's, it's meant to be all those oh, things. Well, it's meant to be, but actually um, resources in terms of police, uh, in terms of who will investigate the day-to-day -day movement of the current or the police officers involved is questionable. And remember, they just had to change their methodology, methodologies. Only over the last two weeks, there was a recent case, and this is just a simple fact, right. where the police got access to the tapes <laughs> before the interviews. Mm -hmm. You know why? Got to get your story straight. Mm. That's that's not independent. No, that's that's a stitcher. allegedly. Yeah. allegedly. Mm -hmm. Well, no, 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 no. That, that, no, that no, is no, that is, that, that is no, no. That actually happened yeah. where the police were given access to the the videotapes uh, before the interview with the um, independent uh, commission was held, and and they've changed that. I'm going to say allegedly until I okay, can just check those details there because I just sure. want to cover us. But let's move mm -hmm. on. Thank you for those for Carol. Yeah. We were talking about Louisa Wall yeah. two weeks ago. Um, and um, she's still <laughs> Louisa Wall. She's still in the media. Um, she hasn't left quite uh, quietly, has she, Tay? No, she hasn't. And and you will always find that if there's a, an MP with an issue, um, uh, whether they they feel that they've a been wrong or a mummy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And those mummies can they last for a long time? <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter how big they are, but they will use the opportunity of a valedictory and uh, uh, leaving of Parliament as, as an opportunity to twist the knife. And, but, but let me say, that's it. 
you you don't get another opportunity. Honestly, you do not get a second bite at the cherry. She she's getting a good job. Uh, um, she's being made a, a an ambassador of some sort. So I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure, and I don't want to belittle the the role. But she's got a job out of it, which pays 180, 190k a year. Mm. Um, I would have said she should have been happy. She'll work hard, though. She's got a good she reputation. Will. She will work hard. hard. Um, at whatever that, that job is, she will give 150%. And, 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 you know, I really do think that... I really do hope that her legacy isn't lost in this mire because her legacy was that she changed the law on marriage equality. No one else. We helped. We we were bit players. Yeah. But she got it across the line. When when you leave like that, yeah. does it hurt that individual or, or will it hurt have an effect on the government? Oh well look, I think I think it will leave the Prime Minister bruised. Um, and I think even the, some some of the, the colleagues that are around her and support her, like uh, Minister Mahuta would have probably been a little bit disturbed about the language of it. Mm. You know, because uh, they still have to stick around and they've and she called their Prime Minister I'm sorry, their, their president participating in a corrupt practice under, un, under parliamentary privilege mm. at that. Um, and, you know, so th there's, there's some internal um, sort of fires and external fires that they'll have to um, they'll have to put out. But, you know, still got 13, 14 months from the election and Toa's absolutely right. She's going to uh, a role that basically was fundamentally made up, didn't exist, paid $180,000. So for her to say the Labour Party hasn't looked after her when they've gone out of the way to look after, after her is a little bit rich in my books. Uh, it, it will, um, you know, it will tarnish a wee bit of the Labour Party, I guess, wouldn't you thought? Oh well, I, w I would think so. But here, here's the other thing, eh? Because because I've, you know, I was a member up to about eight years ago for thirty odd years. I know how these things work. If you've got the support of your local committee, you will get reselected, whether the head office wants you or not, because you get the votes. Mm. And here's the thing. Uh, there was a disconnect between Louisa and her LEC. The membership, when she first became the Member of Parliament for Money River, one of the strongest seats in the country, was around 600. After three years, they lost about 500 members, and they had 100 members in a seat like Money River. We're going to uh, move to international news now. Nice. Henare, Nanaya Mahuta, they've been in the spotlight over the government's mm. response to Ukraine, including the decision to provide lethal aid. What are your thoughts, Tau? You've been in government. How difficult is it to juggle, you know, what's happening in the world and um, the support? Yeah, it is. I mean, when, given, given this, uh, uh, our country is only 5 million uh, people, we haven't got a mega budget where we can give billions of dollars in, in military aid um, you know, we, we have to have a look at the toy shops and, and look for the cap, cap guns. And that's, that's, of course, that's actually an honest um, uh, uh, breakdown of what New, what New Zealand can give, yeah. um, short of sending, and they did. They sent 50-odd uh, experts. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, maybe they'll be into the, um, the spying game and the backroom stuff. Mm. They've sent an, a Hercules up there. Um, I just think that um, here's the thing about Ukraine: is white people shooting white people up in Europe again, and they want us to help you again, again, again. What about the likes of Palestine, who who continually have their land and their people killed and stolen from them on a daily basis, and we say nothing, we don't say anything. That, that worries me. And on the same hand, we want, uh, they want to, uh, us to help the Ukraine. Oh, I, I say help both of them. 
Yeah. Human rights, human rights, human rights. Uh, your thoughts on no, this? No, I, 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 I agree with Toe. I think the moral imperative is to is to move. We've actually, that's a heck of a movement to um, provide lethal lethal <laughs> aid, and it would be interesting to see how Russia reacts to that. But here's the other thing: uh, the henchman, the 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 henchman's representative is still in Aotearoa, New Zealand, and that's the ambassador. And if you're going to provide lethal aid, you ought to expel the ambassador. So I think there are other mechanisms that can be put in place, but there is a lot of hypocrisy, a lot of hypocrisy, as Toe points out. You know, we see what's going on in Ukraine, but we look at the Palestine, we look at Yemen, we look at other hotspots in the world where basically uh, other forms of imperialism have not been is it, brought to order. But, but, why, but why did we provide lethal aid? I just think that the pressure was on, Australia yeah. was following, we're part of the, they're part of our d defence mechanism. And here's the other thing, eh? Um, the troops, our, our troops, the people who fly aeroplanes and like that, they can't just train, they, 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 they need to do things. Yeah, so it, it, it fulfills yeah. all of our internal needs also. Here's a, here's a really interesting thing is that Moriapur, where people are, uh, are dying in their hundreds and thousands mm. yeah. uh, in that part of the country, there's a battalion, there's a brigade I think it's called the Azov Brigade, yep. Ukrainian, ultra right wing, ultra racist, um, and they are the. <laughs> and I heard Radio New Zealand say uh, uh, a reporter uh, say that uh, these people are the last bastion of that port city. They are going to fight for the, to the death. Just put that in the back of your mind. Yeah. These these are ultra right, ultra nationalists, ultra white, <laughs> ultra uh, right. Racist organisations, this this br brigade, mm. they are the white person's Al Qaeda. Honestly, um, it just it just it's wrong for Russia to 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 invade. Let's get that out of the way. But boy, there's some weird stuff going on in Europe at the moment. Moving to back home to yes. co-governance. <laughs> yeah. uh, Leader of the Opposition, Chris Luxon, he says the government and the Prime Minister needs to lead. Um, you know, explain what co-governance is. He says that uh, Māori might understand what it means, but, you know, the rest of New Zealand doesn't. Do you, I mean, does he have a point? Should we be having these kind of really big discussions about co-governance? Well, I, I think we do need uh, to have the discussion, but he knows what it means. Have a look at the statute. Have a look at the Te Uruwera. Have a look at Waikato River. Have a look at the other issues of, of co-governance that have been existing and by and large has been working. I, I, but why I don't, we, why I don't, why don't they a have a debate actor. about it? I, mean, I, don't, I don't think he's a good faith actor in this area. I think it's just about political point scoring. Regardless of that yeah. though, what about you know the everyday New Zealanders, uh, people from Aotearoa who might vote either way next time? Shouldn't they know what it is? Shouldn't we say, okay, what does it look like in health? What does it look like yeah, in education? Yes, yes. And, and I think that, uh, and I understand that the, the rollout is, uh, is about to happen in relation with that, but we've, we haven't had, had any clear explanations from the sort of government's perspective on how they see it. And with co-governance, those mechanisms change all the time. And although we've had the Tuhoi settlement, although we've got the Waikato River, things change. And I don't think we've had enough discussion and debate in terms of that new dynamic. Should we start something new and like actually have uh, big programs on it where we can get people involved? The, the, the problem with leaving it up to the public yes. to decide what it is, what it is mm is that there will be 150,000 different uh, uh, views, examples. Yes. examples of what co-governance yeah, is. And it's all right that we can say that Tuhoi and, yeah. and, and uh, the Waikato River, um, 
But this is not about those things. This is about a, a, a health, a ministry of health, a, a, a program to fix up our health. Mm. You know, we, we have one chance. We've got one chance left. This is not about, um, it's actually not about Māori and Pākehā. This is about actually trying to yeah. do something about the poorest statistics that we've ever seen. Kapai. And, and, and this is our only chance. We're um, nearly at the end, but I just want to quickly raise something. Uh, Anzac Day coming up, and we've had 650 Māori Battalion medals have been pulled out of the vault by lawyer David Stone, and there's a list um, online that you can go through and find if your uncle or some of your tūpuna in there. Neat for 2022? Yeah. But probably a bit late. Oh, no, <laughs> but, you know, um, sometimes justice takes a little while to get there, and uh, there will be uh, whānau members, mokupuna, that look back at the tupuna, hold that medal with honour and pride. So I'm, I'm pleased they're do, uh, doing it, and big ups to yeah. uh, big ups to the lawyer who done this. Yeah, yeah, big yeah, ups big to ups. David for doing yeah. that. What, do you think, what the did they think they were doing with them? They're for all, all dead. Yeah, well, they're a, a large percentage of them are. But I mean, and there's only this. This I think there might one. be only one or two mm. of the battalion yep. that are alive. Yep. How shameful mm. has is that that you that in a box. In the Ministry of Defence, there are all these medals that those guys deserved to have while they were alive. I, I went down that list, and I reckon I could probably find 50, 60 of that, those whānau like today, because I know them. It's not as if they're unknown names. Yeah, yeah. Would you like to see it happen through all the services? Yes, you so would. Yes. I, think, I, I think somebody from the Ministry of Defence should stand up and say, right, Pene, I think... Of, well, actually, one of the, one of the yeah. people within the Ministry yeah. of uh, Defence... Mm. Let's, I mean, okay, yeah, we can bang on about the Minister of Defence, but at the end of the day, it's not his fault. Yeah. It's the Ministry of Defence's fault. So going, going through... Yeah, going I mean, through um, everybody. You've got some ideas that it might be the same for the Air Force? I, th I think so. My, my father-in-law's uh, medals are, um, are most probably somewhere in the back room of the Ministry of Defence. And, and there's a whole lot of yes. us. And what would that mean for Mrs X? Oh, that'll, that'll, be, that'll be cool for Mrs X. You know, she could maybe wander up the road on Anzac Day with the, with the medals on her oh, chest, yeah. or her, or her kids, my kids, his yeah. mokos. Yeah, that and, would be cool. And once they get it, it's a retelling of their coral story, right. and on that basis alone, it's good enough for me. Because none of them, none of them ever met him, because mm. mm. he was dead mm. before they came along, before I came along. Mm. So I missed out on on meeting my. What was my his name? John Brown. John Brown. John Brown. He was he served uh, as an aircraft engineer. He was over in uh, the Suez when yes. the Suez crisis happened. Yes. He was also in Uganda. Um, get this as a um, commemoration for the new queen back in 1952. So you'll be remembering him on Anzac Day? I do. I do every... every Who will you, know. you be remembering this Anzac Day? Well, many of our whanau, because we were farmers, didn't go off to war, but certainly we have many whanau members that went to Malaya and to Vietnam. And you know what? When I was being brought up, our teachers were all Second World War folks. Now all we've got to hold on is, uh, is uh, Malaya, Vietnam and, and some of the later um, battles. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, that's party people for this week. Don't forget you can watch us on RNZ's YouTube account or listen via Apple Podcasts and the RNZ page. Kanu te mahi ki te puna whakatonga rewa, mōna i tautoko i tēnei kaupapa, kāti, kei aku whakatamarahi ki te rangi, kei aku whakaai o ki te whenua, ko pai a tātou mahi ki uta, mō tēnei rangi uh, kia riri anō ngā mihi, uh, mihi matihere ki ngā kaupapa kato ko hora i te pai o Pari People no Hurumaira